0: How's it going, guys? I'm Zeke. I'm Jake. Oh, we're and you're listening to the
1: Cinema Sideshow podcast, Whoa. episode 9. Jeez, okay. Almost a decade old.
0: It, <laughs> that, that's not how math works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do to do? Half a decade at episode 5, so we're almost, we're almost there, Jake. But we've got almost, one more week to wh- get through before the, we get to the double digits. Okay, that's
0: what we're going for. Yeah, no, we're close. We're getting there. I
1: know. Soon we'll actually pass our other podcast. Like, I don't know how oh, many yeah. episodes of Blue Valley uh, there were.
0: I can figure this out, I feel like. it's It's like 20... 21, 22.
1: Mm, we'll get there. We'll get
0: there. I think he did nine. I think it was 20. 20, all right. I think he did 11 the first year and then nine. We're halfway there.
1: <laughs> Probably get copyright. Copyright, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, uh, how you been, Jake? Um, I haven't been too bad. I've actually been like catching up on some stuff for the last week. A couple of movies? Yeah, a couple of movies. Just like chill, you know, just getting my stuff sorted. No, it's been it's been a good week, I think. That's good. Been that's right. good. I'm already like, forgetting what I've done. <laughs> like, I'm it's definitely getting to... I'm
1: already getting to that the, It's, like, especially yeah. with that challenge. It's, like, trying to talk about movies, but not remembering. Like, I was talking to Jack about The Tower. Yeah. And I'd only seen that movie less than a week ago, and I still can't really remember. Well, that's, <laughs> because it's just yeah. a blur... That's just me. I was
0: looking at my notes because I, I, I put on the film we're gonna talk about later this podcast, Good Time. Mm-hmm. Um I put that on this morning. I was like, all right, let's get through this and I have my notes ready. And I was like, Wait, I haven't written notes for any of the other films I watched in the past week and I was like, crap. <laughs> I like <laughs> forgotten I was like, No Um, no, nah, it was pretty pretty chill stuff. No, but that was fun.
1: That's cool. Um, I'll break into my three sixty five challenge. We'll go to update. We're into film number Gotta quickly check this. I think it's going to be seventy four today. 74, geez. Good times, seventy
0: four. Close to one hundred already.
1: Oh, God, that's scary. isn't it?
0: I think I hit thirty today. I've seen thirty new films this year. It's that's not, still really good. Not that's bad. like really, almost yeah. Hard. You're probably gonna beat. Well, my own record sixty two from last year. You're gonna beat that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get there.
1: Um, we got a big week coming up. Jack and I were talking about some of the movies we're gonna be watching in the next week. Okay. Which obviously you'll probably be there for too. Um, Ooh. movie night style. Let's do it. We always have a bit of fun. He wants to watch... He's got Bad Times, The Breaker Operas. so they'll be coming up in the next so, week. Oh, so,
0: a good time, we're going to watch Bad Timers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah. Heavy. So, um, <laughs> basically, I had my second fail, um, failed film, and I am... Oh, right. We have, like, you score low. You score, we score low. 3.75, I gave it. A Oof. good year. Ridley Scott's a good year. Um, Russell Crowe, um, and It sucked. It was boring. It sucked. It just sucked. Damn. Um, Damn, Daniel. I wrote, a, I wrote a pretty lengthy review about its it's kind of critical flaws, its laziness, and, and basically it was pretty rounded with it. I watched Jerry Maguire. Um, I did watch that technically the week before, but I forgot to mention it. I've kind of muddled it up this last week.
0: It's all over the place, um, sir.
1: It's getting to that point, yeah. but I did watch Jerry Maguire. Easy movie to watch. Fun time. Uh, it's kind of a funny story. There's that one with Zach Galifianakis. And I didn't
0: realise S- this for the same directors.
1: As Captain Marvel. I did not realise that.
0: Yes. Because it came to my Netflix too all the time. I was like, why do
1: I want to watch this? Yeah. Know. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Bit of an air. Didn't didn't get much from it. Good time, which we'll talk about later in the it show. A good time. Netflix. I, like, this one would have, honestly, I probably would have pushed this for, um... Next week on the show, if we weren't doing Director Corner next week. Right. Because we do that every five episodes. Uh, Triple Frontier.
0: Oh, that's so the one with Ben Affleck and stuff? Ben Affleck, Oscar I do Isaac,
1: catch Charlie that. Hunnam.
0: So you got some stuff to say about it.
1: I do. Um, I don't really want to talk about it too much if you're going to watch it. Um, okay,
0: that's fine. Yeah. And we
1: can talk about it when you I'll do watch it. I'll try to catch
0: it by next week, but you can give me some
1: this. This one I want you to put on your homework because um, you okay. liked... And I don't know if you're going to talk a bit about Swiss Army Man a little bit. I will talk about Swiss Army um, Man. Cool. Too. So, because you, when we get to talking about Swiss Army Man, yep. um, your follow-up homework, your Indie Darling of the Week, I'll call it. Okay. Band of Robbers.
0: Band of Robbers.
1: This this film I watched with James two nights ago. and Okay.
0: Uh, you didn't end up watching The Blob?
1: No. Couldn't find The Blob. On like Netflix I'll find or anything. the blob for
0: you guys, and the three of us can watch it. Yeah, together. we went
1: op-shopping looking for the blob, couldn't find the blob. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, I found some great ones that I'm looking forward to talking about. 21 Grams. F- 21 Grams. Did you find the rip-off, The Club? No. It's a rip-off? No. But um, Band of Robbers is um <laughs> a reimagination uh, like, and a modernisation of the Mark Twain novels. Oh, I've
0: read, I read your review on that. Yeah, um, that was s- interesting. So little... of Huckleberry yeah. Finn
1: and Tom Sawyer. God, it was a good film. It's okay. just a, it's such a. It was such a nice. It was funny. It was really funny. Like yeah. it was like a really clever, stupid comedy. Um, like they robbed this they robbed a porn shop with garbage bags on their heads. So it's pretty. F- <laughs> but it, it's the really Amer- clever. animals. Very charming. Um, I probably enjoy, I mean, I both gave them 7.75 out of 10.
0: You give everything 7.75 out of 10. Yeah, well, that's the thing we've discovered. <laughs> I don't seem to fail movies
1: very often, and then I don't seem to break out of the seven range for my grades, basically. I think only three or four films have hit the eight or higher mark. Yeah. Um, And then only four or five films have hit five or lower. So mm, it's not, it's so lower I have mark. a pretty, like, bulky middle um, that's the problem though. When you grade them, when you first see them, it's the resonance, which I don't take into account. Right. Okay. I would probably go back and watch, um, Band of Robbers more than they would American Animals. Okay. And I like American Animals for its kind of like genre breaking stuff, but I don't know. I feel like this film I had so much more fun with.
0: Yeah. I mean with American Animals, I've never like felt compelled to go back to it. I forgot it was even in my collection. Like i have you know, reading my Blu-ray collection, mm-hmm. fixing up my room the other day, and I forgot that I lent my brother the DVD or the, the Blu-ray copy that yeah. I had. And it took me weeks to be like, "Wait a sec, I own American. Where did that go?" And Then like there's stuff like that. I'm like, uh, it's a movie."
1: Yeah, I enjoyed like, it, but yeah, it was like it was an enjoyable experience. But like this film, James and I had like a, we had like we were laughing pretty consistently. Yeah. It just is a fun film, and it really Surely he's our next guest. Yeah, it's amazing we haven't brought him on yet. We will oh, bring him on probably We've Jesse one. and Jack. Now we need James. I actually know what movie I want to do with him too. Oh. Um... Uh, I would probably say it would be a Wes Anderson film. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And I know one he hasn't watched, and I haven't watched. I'm pretty sure you haven't I'm watched. I haven't seen it. I <laughs> don't um, even know
0: what you're talking about.
1: So hopefully, we might get him on 11 or 12, and I'll be like, let's all sit down and watch this Wes Anderson film, because he be cool. is the if biggest Wes Anderson fan. If there's Anderson
0: nothing fan. you're too keen on for episode 11, then
1: we could do that. We could yeah, talk to Yeah, absolutely. Him. That um, all right, over to you, Swiss Army Man. Right,
0: yes. Okay, so I saw... Swiss Army Man in the Last week. This is something that I've wanted to watch forever, and you've watched it mm-hmm. earlier this year. Yeah, I think you talked about it on the show.
1: Um, yes, yeah, I would have talked about one or, oh, episode, no one clue or two which episode. It would have been be too. very early. early on. Okay, early two or on. three.
0: I do want to actually do this, um, like on one of our production pages. I kind of have, want to have like a little manifest of all the films we've talked about. Not necessarily just the main film of the week, but literally mm-hmm. every film that we've ever mentioned or discussed or talked about. I want to do like a little manifesto of like each episode or has like this huge like backlot sort of thing.
1: That'd be pretty cool. Um, that would be cool because
0: I think it'll help people a lot. Cause
1: sure. If I like, can't ever spare a couple of hours, I'll. I'll well, that's sh-
0: the thing. Like, you know, we've talked about, like, say so for example, Greta. Like, Greta came out, we've talked about it, but it's not in the titles. So people might not know that unless they find that no, that's fair. specific episode. So I really want to do that one day. Um, so yeah, you have talked about it in a very early episode, Um, and I didn't know what to expect, like, going into it, I was like, I know Daniel Rackley's a dead body, and I don't want to, I mean, it's been out for a few years, we've both seen it, so maybe I can get a bit... 2016? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely, I can get a bit spoiler if I can see it, I don't think it's a,
1: really a spoiler-heavy film, is it?
0: uh, uh, Okay, if you really, and I really, 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 really recommend you watch this, just skip a couple of minutes, if you haven't, because I really want you to watch this before spoilers... Uh, but going be spoilers, I think it's a spoiler that he speaks at any point in the film. Cause I went into it not knowing, does he eventually talk or is he literally dead the whole film?
1: Okay. And like, I mean, that's at the end of the first act though.
0: Yeah. It's early,
1: but it's like first the fact act- that I didn't know that going in, that
0: was a big part of it. Mm. And I, I, I think it's my, the, my, the, Jesus Christ, I'm like losing my marbles here. It is the, my favorite film I've seen since Free Billboards. That is and insane. one of my favorite lo- films in the last five years that I've seen. That it is, is
1: actually crazy.
0: I'm I love it. I've been listening to the soundtrack every day since I first watched it. So what do you like about it? Um, I first off, uh, from a more contextual outside of the film realm thing, I mm-hmm. love the fact that this film just exists. This is one of those films that it's so there's so much artistry that went into it. There's yeah. so much passion and it's such it feels like such a small film that it, it was made, like it film. was made by five people but five people who wanted to make this film oh, okay. you know um and the fact that it's like out there it speaks to the fact that this is what film and storytelling in film is about i this, this is one of those stories where it's like this is why film exists to tell stories like this that is it can be very bizarre It'd been crazy, but it has some really good things to say, and it's mm-hmm. got some very passionate people behind it. You know, you got the Dan brothers, so it's the Daniels who directed it. Then you got obviously Daniel Radcliffe. Um, so I think that I think it's Dano is it Mr. Dano, the Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yeah. Pel- yeah. There you go. You got a lot of Dans in this film. Um, but like, you can tell those four people and like everyone else who obviously worked on it, like bloody had something to say about mm. you know what they're saying in this film, which is about. Not necessarily tabooism, but the sense that there's just certain things you should be comfortable with yourself and being able to do so. And they use it for you know, farting, like all these fart jokes and stuff. Um, and there's a lot of, like, weird sticky comedy. Um, there's actually an interesting quote, I think, because I watched some interviews about this film afterwards with, like, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. And I remember Dan was saying one of the pictures... Well, the first of the actual original pictures they want to make a film where the first fart makes you laugh and the final fart makes you cry, which I can totally see that in the final product. But I think another thing they were saying is that they included all these elements into the film. They included the aquapellic soundtrack with them literally singing in the film mm. to it. Um, they included all like these fart jokes and like all this stuff. The reason they added all that is because it's stuff that they hate, the directors, and that they if they enforced it to be a part of the movie, then they had to make it good. Mm. because otherwise they would just hate it themselves. So I thought that was really interesting. There's just a lot of stuff about this film that just kind of blew me away. And now we talked about the ending a bit in
1: this. I think I did. I, I, I didn't enjoy the ending. I think the ending actually severely kind of cripples the film. I, like, I, okay. I think the film hits its, really hits its climate, like its peak point in that montage sequence, especially. Oh, the montage is fantastic. The montage is a, Uh, the montage that one's really good but even just them explaining that bus scene where like oh yeah between between dano and and radcliffe and how they talk about like how Dano's like describing that moment yeah it's really like really hits you but i don't know what happened i'm really confused. i'm so confused okay you mean literally what happened the ending yeah i don't really understand it i think you don't really... Is it in Is it in his head? Is it? But it's real.
0: No, none, none of it's in his head. So what it is, is... Obviously, we we're led to assume that this is some sort of girlfriend or girl that um, Paul Dano's character had been seeing. I think it's yeah. Hank. Um, but it turns out she was just a random girl that would catch the same bus as him, and then he took, like, a photo of mm. her, and then that was what ended up on his screensaver. So he's kind of a bit of a weirdo, because that's, like, a weird yeah. thing he did. And then, obviously, it was just, like, a huge... I mean... That's the thing, Daniel Radcliffe's, like, erection, basically a compass, literally leads them to that girl. So it's not even, like, a coincidence that they ended up in a backyard, but that's literally where they were led. Um, And
1: then... But was, like, all the Radcliffe stuff, was that in his head, or was that, like... No, because,
0: it... I mean, everyone sees him at the end, because they're all crowded around the beach, and then he, like, blasts off again. And everyone noticed it. everyone's, like, like shocked I'm by s- it.
1: I'm confused by that. I just... I okay. need to go, maybe I need to go back and watch it again. Okay. Because I did, I watched that with Oliver, and I, yeah. I we were very confused by the ending, because I okay. felt like I didn't realize if it was in his head, all of the, the, like, the amazing things, and this was just a result of his, like, he was just having a breakdown, and, and right. Radcliffe was coming to life more out of what he projected onto him, rather than, um, yeah, and then, like, yeah, I, I would have to, I really have to go back and...
0: Okay. Watch it again. Well, it was definitely, from that standpoint, I think it was very literal. Like, him being this Swiss army, like, human being, shaped form like that. And the fact that this is a really quirky, crazy movie. Like, I think that's all, like, mm. within the world of the film, Daniel Radcliffe, like, exists. Okay. Like, that's a real thing. Like, that's what I've gathered from it. Um, And then, you know, they have the whole, like, he's sort of powered by love, which is, okay. but <laughs> No, but, like, I just, the way they do it, the storytelling in yeah. this film is just, like, it blew my mind. And even when it got to the end, like, I did feel that, okay, what, what, what? Like, a little bit of a switch going to the end. But at that point, and this very rarely happens, it got to that point where I stopped kind of paying attention to the film being like, I like this, I don't like this. Like, that kind of critical analysis that mm-hmm. I, that just dropped. By that point in the film, I was just so impressed and so in awe at everything that was happening in terms of like, the visuals and the performance. Danny Radcliffe and, and Paul Downer, they're incredible in this film. Like, God, like I, I i mean i've said it before i love where daniel radcliffe's taken his career where he's he's done harry potter that's done he's mm-hmm. done the big you know the big blockbuster stuff now he's doing all the quirky well, weird we shit on the side like
1: he definitely has a also a thematic connection in this show later when we talk about good time when we talk about robert Oh, Patterson, that's true um yeah, and how he moved similar. moved away from his franchise into more smaller intimate roles yeah. and honestly uh both of them very have really showcased definitely in the last half decade both their talents as actors, which yeah. I really like. Um I can appreciate it. I'll definitely look forward to talking more about Patterson later on because I have some. I've seen a couple of his f- smaller films, okay, particularly his Australian films that he's done in the last couple oh, of years. Okay. Um, I don't think
0: I've seen him in much outside of yeah, like Harry. He's one role in Harry Potter and then obviously Twilight. Oh, okay, but yeah, like.
1: I forgot they're both in Harry Potter too. They're both in Harry. He's, he's Cedric Diggory. He's Cedric. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was totally. But, um, how I intended that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's I that
0: yeah. Swiss Army Man. I got well, me. I gave it an A in my grade, which is the highest grade I've given in the last.
1: Your indie. Ch- if you want your indie spine tickled, Band of Robbers is the next one for your homework, Jake. And you're gonna enjoy that film because I personally It'll. think Band of Robbers is better than Swiss Army Man. I okay. had like I had that feeling in Band of Robbers. I wow, was like, okay. I walked away and I was just so charmed by its clearly not big budget. Like yep. they both probably share very similar budgets, probably. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to
0: remember what Swiss Army Man had, I might actually check because I know this.
1: Yeah, I checked but Band yeah. of Robbers and I couldn't find any. Th- like I couldn't find a budget. So that like concrete means- thing. Um, I could find it's gross. It grossed about twenty thousand dollars, which probably means it didn't okay. have a big budget either. I mean, probably co- There's normally a co- a coincidence. Um, you can usually kind of tell. It feels like a film that might have been two three hundred thousand dollars, which is a film that there's uh, definitely a film I want to talk about in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, I get around to finally watching it. Mm. Um, because uh, we saw the short film a while back, um, Thunder Road. Yeah. And I would really like to give that one a watch, like the feature film. The feature, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that film had what a feature budget of like two, three hundred thousand dollars. Was it? Which film? Thunder Road.
0: I can't tell you. Didn't you I read mean, it? In a... I did read like an article about it. I think it was less than a million, actually, from memory.
1: Be intrigued. It, was, to very, check that one it out. was
0: very cheap. Uh, Swiss Army Man had a budget of three million dollars. Okay. And it made five point eight back. in gross, Good day.
1: Good day. Like the box office. So yeah, so I it, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it.
0: Very nice. I also, I'll mention as well, don't have much to say on it, I did end up watching Ant-Man and the Wasp because I actually never seen it before. I was catching up on my MCU films before. Um, Doing your final bit of research. Endgame. Yeah, well, it was just that and the second four. And even now, it's literally just that four films. And I'm Dark World. Still, yeah, Dark World. And I still don't even like... I've seen Dark World. Was... I still don't even know if it's worth watching. That's literally the only film that in anything. the entire... It doesn't do anything. It explains. It probably explains one of like the the bloody... The the what's it called? The stones, the six like stones or whatever. But even then, who cares at this point because we've already passed Infinity
1: War. Yeah. So the whole Freddy's I mean, the You could just like watch it on anymore. a completion level, I guess. That's the thing. It's
0: like it's like being like 96% complete. What would that be? There's 21 films now. 20 out of 21. What's the math on that?
1: Math. Math. It's got to be like 97. 90 something, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will just... probably watch. I'll yeah, probably I'll we maybe even should put that to a test. Maybe one of these episodes, we just go through, watch everyone, and we do a, a bit of a bracketology, maybe a bracketology. Compare which, which we both maybe write a top five list of the hell's our favorite a bracketology, <laughs> <laughs> no, Like uh, yeah. like our favorite um, yeah, yeah, yeah. MCU films, and then we kind of yeah, pit them no, against we'll do each like other. A
0: little, right, well, we'll do it after Endgame.
1: I'd say. I hope so. How we could do it even during probably, Endgame? We maybe really even make to. the first half of the show about the movie because obviously we won't be able to talk probably about spoilers about that movie.
0: What friend game? Probably.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, uh, at that point, I feel like everyone's going to watch it. Who's going to watch it? Everyone's going to
0: watch it on the first day. Yeah. Like, And wh- what what date does it actually come out on? Do you know what the date is? Because I can check.
1: I know it's a big month. It comes out in April. I think it's like April, April 15th. And then, like. April like 15th? Game of, yeah, and I'm well, pretty sure soon. Game of Thrones comes out like four days later. So it's a big.
0: The 15th is a Monday. So that will give people a whole week. Yeah. Okay. Which we'll sucks see. that we have to wait that long to it's, talk about it. But hey, we got a week to digest. Well,
1: yeah, and then we can go through, maybe watch, compare out, and both do a top five list yeah. for our favorite MCU films. That's I mean, because I know we're that's gonna have diff- time to
0: research. Well, exactly. Well, I think
1: we're gonna have different a different list too, because you and I both have. Oh yeah. Pretty different opinions. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Plus, you probably would have forgotten maybe about some hidden gems that came out a couple of. You know, well, I put ago.
0: on I actually because I have the films I watch when I go to bed. Hmm. Um. And I'll just say, Ant Man and the Wasp actually wasn't that bad. I actually had fun with it. Better than Captain Marvel. I agree. Like, I had some fun
1: action. I went saw it in the theater. Okay. Um,
0: The the dialogue at the start, literally, exposition, exposition, exposition. Like, that's the first 15 minutes of dialogue, and it drove me nuts. But it does some fun stuff in that film.
1: I think it's a, um, it's a film. It's a film. It exists. It's not bad. I think I gave it a C plus. I don't really think there's a bad guy in that movie, really. What in that? mm, actually, no, you're given, right. Given the ending. Um, there's not really a bad guy in the that The bad movie. guy
0: at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp is dust.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: so happy they did that. Though. The I post credit? Yeah. I kind of wish it wasn't post. I, I wish it just was in the film.
1: I th- I wanted it to be in the film too. Cause I it remember, seems
0: like an incredibly important part to the start of the I, next film. Yeah. No, <laughs> I,
1: um, I said, to, who did I say it to? I think I went and saw it with Jack and I said to Jack, oh, yeah. I would have really liked to have seen the final part of this movie being actually people turning into dust. Yeah. Like, because then it just kind of bridges it into the um, Endgame. And, I like, I would have liked that also to be in, in Captain Marvel, honestly. I would have liked the end of Captain Marvel to be... Oh,
0: uh, it didn't need to be there.
1: What, that Because it takes place in the 90s. They never y- jumped yeah, forward. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so definitely with Ant-Man and Wasp, though. That, like, that final scene. I was scene, so glad but, they... it, but, like, how does he get out, too? Because well, we can we'll, talk about
0: We'll it. find that out in Endgame, I imagine. But, I like, guess. that's why it should have been... In the normal film, is because it's gonna be addressed in the next one. But wouldn't it wouldn't
1: have been cool to see like Ant Man like watch all of those guys disappear, and then like watch I mean, him it would have be been like, cool. I,
0: the effects actually weren't as good. I noticed that, like the what actual the... effect of them like drifting away in uh Infinity World like looked really nice, and then in it was probably
1: budget though.
0: It was definitely budget, but an Ant Man looked like like someone put like black confetti and just kind of ran out of the scene.
1: But it would have been really cool if he was in the room, like. And no, watch I, them I, all disappear. Yeah, I agree. I mean Because then it would have added like but we an extra punch. See,
0: we already see the reaction in Infinity War, like everyone else's reactions.
1: I know, but wouldn't it have be been nice to see his too? Because then it just adds a bit of like universe depth. Yeah. Okay, I than, mean, yeah. Because he seems fair. pretty nonchalant in the tra- like for the trailers for in game. Yeah. He's very like typical ant man. He's like, Hi, you know, he just makes the joke. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so he's very chill about everything. Well, so we maybe get that's, to see maybe his that's gu-
0: why. Maybe they needed him to be chill, or have that kind of. Because if you look in the trailer, because the new Endgame trailers came out the other day, for those who don't mm-hmm. know, and he, you have that shot. I mean, who was it? Jack who compared it to like Back to the Future, Marty McFly looking mm. around at all the destruction, be like, "What the hell is going on?" So I think it kind of works I guess. That, that he's a little more clueless about it. Apparently, the U.S. release date is the twenty-sixth of April on a Friday.
1: It's probably pretty... Oh, I think it is the 25th for us. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then it's... we have a weekend. Yeah. We'll, sp- we'll spoil the hell out of it. I think what we can do is we can do non-spoil and then break into spoil. That will... Period. Well,
0: that... I mean, that's kind of what we do anyway here. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And we'll have Jack on surely again for that one. Absolutely. That's yeah. a Jack.
1: That is a Jack that is a, special. That is a Jack We just bring Jack on for all special, the Marvel movies. Basically. Cool. And so you ready to bridge into a uh, movie of the week?
0: Uh, yes. I... I'm just checking my notes. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's no. Cool. Let's so guy coming guy. up on the show,
1: we've got a good time. Next? You're incredible, do you understand? Yeah. No, I'm serious. You think I've done without you standing next to me being strong? Motivated by an almost ferocious love for his intellectually disabled brother, Nick, an explosive mix of desperation and thirst for a better life, the abrasive and fledging criminal, Connie, involves his sibling, in an ill-conceived bank robbery that swears to be a quick and easy job.
0: Instead, things go utterly wrong. Nick will wind up in Riker's Island after one unanticipated complication, forcing the desperate but determined Connie to embark on a nightmarish, no-holds-bars quest to bail him out.
1: Inevitably, over the course of the long and violent night, Connie will go to great lengths to save Nick. From a cruel, cruel fate, doomed, however, to do more harm than good. Is it all heading somewhere?
0: Mm-hmm. So this is uh, co-directors. Again, uh, brothers as directors. So we've got Benny and Josh uh, Safti. Safti. Safty. Sorry, there was an F in there. Uh, written by Josh Safty and uh, Ronald Bronstein. Bron- yep, Bronstein. Yep. I'm just like terrible with the names. And it's ours. Uh, Robert Patterson. That's right. It mm. also stars the co-director Benny Safdie and Jennifer Jason Lee.
1: Hot Tamale, what's your, what's my verdict gut, on this film? My gut did reaction. you have a good time, Jake? Oh, uh, quick, <laughs> quick thing. Uh, Turns uh, uh, out uh, uh, I didn't see this film, and this film was recommended uh, to uh, me uh, 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 months ago when I started the 365 challenge by Harrison Mitchell. So,
0: oh, okay.
1: Shout out to Harrison Mitchell. Interesting. I did get to it. Uh, Cheers, Harrison. And. Back to you, Jack. Did you have a good time? Back to me, Jack. Um,
0: <laughs> did I have a good time? A good time. Uh, um, yeah, I did. You did. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I had a good time. You had a good time. <laughs> this no, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It was. I actually had fun. I thought it was actually pretty good film. Yeah. Um. Again, it's it's again, it's one of those things I'm gonna like. I wouldn't consider it like a hidden gem or anything or anything that like a lot of people do consider
1: this film a hidden gem. Okay. Because if it's uh, aesthetic, it's uh it's got a
0: cool aesthetic, it's got like that kind of neon feel to everything with the lighting, Mm. the way everything kind of sparks, the
1: soundtrack. Soundtrack is the huge like.
0: Um soundtrack is really cool. Yeah. Just kinda sitting back like this is really dope. Um and I thought I thought Robert Patterson was quite good in it. Yeah. I thought the cast really Yeah. Like to so, like, Why doesn't it hit
1: that next next gear for you?
0: I don't know. I think Like it's I don't think it just left that impact on me like that crazy but I think I think if anything there's actually a bit of a missed opportunity here. Ooh. In the sense that What and this is uh, like this is It's not exactly like they promised something else and we got something else. Like we got exactly what I feel like we were teased with, like, maybe the logline or the title, for mm-hmm. example. The fact that this is kind of one of those stories that, oh, look how crazy everything gets in one night. Like, mm-hmm. look look at, you know, Robert Patterson's character, or Connie. Is it Connie? Yes. Connie, yeah. Um, you know, look how crazy he's nice getting through him trying to do all these, like, things. Which is, again, like, that's kind of what we'll promise. So, no surprises there. I feel that like it was a bit of a missed opportunity uh, with the brother character. Okay. Especially, especially with that first scene. The opening scene with him and some sort of therapist mm-hmm. uh character and it opens with you know the therapist almost getting to the root and like, you know, the character what's what's the brother's name again?
1: What's the brother's name? Yeah, I feel uh, like I wrote it down. Nick.
0: You're right, it's Nick, because they they say Nick a lot in the film. Yes. Um Nick starts like breaking down crying because he kind of starts to figure out this situation, his relationship with his grandmother and like throwing stuff against the wall and then Robert Patterson's character comes in, or Connie comes in, and he's like, what the hell are you doing, what the hell gets him out of there? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 you don't listen to them, you listen to me. Well, I mean, all I right, think that's the perfect
1: representation this. of their relationship. It's... I mean,
0: it's the perfect representation of their relationship. I just think they don't explore that enough because because the film turns into that, look how crazy his night gets that it loses all purpose. Mm-hmm that relationship with his brother. Well,
1: see, I, think I, I got a completely different okay. uh, reading from that because I think there's a lot of subtext that this uh, film tries to... I think people like this film so much because what it is is it's almost Robert Pattinson's character of, of Connie doesn't recognise that Nick has an issue and this film feels like at its rawest level is his way of just blatantly ignoring the fact that Nick needs help yeah, and he is not what's best for Nick and... Almost his selfishness, in a way, to try and, you know, he always likes to use the blanket of it's to help Nick because he loves his brother. He doesn't ever dispute the fact he loves his brother, but it's that conflicting denial that he does not think Nick has a problem. And he is willing to put Nick in, he's, He's to the point where he's delusional and puts his mentally handicapped brother in... Positions where he's not helping him, he's actually hindering him yeah. and getting him in more and more trouble. And the reality is, as the film unfolds, most of the things that happened to Nick were as a result of what Connie did.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think you're right. I think that that's all in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think if they really wanted to hit home with that, I think it could have explored that a little bit more. Okay, but in the sense that, oh, just put push it further because I feel like, like. <laughs> You know, you get to you get to that like hour thirty mark, and you like imagine if you like you you watch that opening scene, mm. you watch those first few scenes with him and his brother, and like all that's there at the start. And yeah. I think I actually wrote this as a note that it felt very focused and it felt really good with that relationship there. And then obviously, yeah, it's it's trying to highlight Connie's like yeah he's going deep into this night, but it's because he's trying to quote unquote help his brother. Mm-hmm. in his own like crazy you know fucked up way basically so that i agree that that's all there but if you jump you know at a random point on, you know you're watching on netflix like oh let's just jump to, like the hour 30 mark it's him and this random dude and they're fighting over like this fucking like drug mm-hmm. and it, you know it kind of gets crazy and i don't I, I know that's
1: the point point. and i think uh, i think i do think you're actually correct with that sort of like it it, it almost feels it's funny because this is definitely a part of like what we've been learning a lot recently. Is it feels yep. like that first scene is a short film, or even the first twenty minutes, yeah. a very focused short. film. It's a film. great
0: opening. It's a great start. Um, yeah.
1: especially like when like the the um, I don't know what they call that powder in on the banknotes explodes. Oh my god, that was awesome!
0: Yeah, how great was that? It was like, oh my god. I, I was sort yeah. of, that was like a powder
1: sort of thing. It's like a spray that they put on mark like banknotes and stuff like that, and like yeah, it just that, that so... scene where like it blows up in the car. That was like, clever though. They come into that. they go into the Domino's bathroom yeah. and and, and you really can see the relationship these two have. Yeah, that's all great. Yeah. Where where Connie doesn't acknowledge the fact that Nick has a mentally handicapped until he physically needs to use it, and then in that like situation when yeah, the, the manager's bouncing true. down, he goes, "I have a mentally handicapped." you know, brother, yeah, I'm brother, taking yeah. care of him. And it's like, the, the, their relationship is very interesting because it feels a lot like he thinks he's helping, but at the same time, he's... In a way, he's yeah, he's not good for him. And that's what the therapist character says to him in the first yeah. scene. So there is definitely, like, some really cool core ideas here. And I think you're correct to say that if you did jump in at 45 minutes in, you probably wouldn't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, exactly. It and, completely loses... And I know that's semi-part of the point... Is that it's kind of losing sight well, of the end goal,
1: which is but, probably very relevant to his arc and us getting to know him as a character. Is he doesn't feel very focused. Yeah,
0: and Isn't he ends it? up he. I mean, spoiler that <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. at this point. Yeah, you've had to watch a movie. Um, I mean, he gets arrested at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that. And he goes to prison. He goes to prison, and his brother goes his brother to get gets help. Out.
0: Which yeah, that adds into the point of like literally all of that. Him going to all this effort Mm -hmm. to try and, you know, help, quote-unquote, help his brother. Completely fruitless, because his brother just got out anyway. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I like... It works. Did you like the performances? I did like the performances, yeah. Yes. From, uh... What was was your opinion on Patterson's performance, particularly, um, since he is the... I mean, there wasn't a
0: lot of, like... His character didn't have... There was not a lot of, like, range from two specific... I've read some reviews where they've said that it feels like this character was reverse-engineerly written... To show off his acting chops. I don't get that feeling, but he does a good job with what he's given. Not that he's given crap. I just think that he's not given Oscar-worthy material, but he's done a good job with it. He's a good actor.
1: And I definitely think, I mean, you're coming right off that we've both come off the back of watching this film and then watching another indie film, respectively, each. Yeah and both thinking the performances in those are stronger than probably the performances in this movie. Yeah. I think, personally, yeah, I think Benny so. Safdie's performance as Nick that is... That surprised
0: me. A fan of Oh, it was co-director. That was that dude.
1: Yeah, was really good. And okay. And, like, I liked his performance. I know he's yeah. not in it a lot, but especially that opening scene is incredibly powerful in the way it's shot, how tight the yeah. frame is, and it just focuses that on teardrop. him. Kind of, oh, it's so When clever. you realize
0: he's actually getting through to him sort of thing.
1: Yeah. It's a great opening scene. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's a, it's one of the stronger stronger opening scenes I've seen this year. Which is
0: interesting because I talked about this very recently, how movies don't know how to open anymore.
1: Their first shot.
0: Mm-hmm. How their first shot is not and I can't remember the first shot of this film, is it might have just been like a Snake's face. Is it is it's that Nick's the, face, the yeah. very first
1: shot? Okay. Oh it's a actually it's not, it's the close in shot from the city. The city yeah, okay. closes in and then it's... But the first, like, scene that's, shot...
0: That's what I mean, is, like, I say that about the first shot, and the first shot in here is, like, look, establishing a city, Sort of thing. mean? But the actual first scene is very, very, very... I agree. Clever. I think that shot was completely it pointless. Have started. Yeah, exactly. And
1: that, that shot's probably more than likely a, a stock shot, too. Yeah. Like, a, a very... Because it's, it doesn't... It just is closing in on a city. It could be a drone shot. It could have been a helicopter shot that could have got... Because
0: at the end of the day, I still don't remember which city...
1: They were in. The city's not important. It doesn't matter. So why establish it? It would have been so good to just cut. I, yeah. The no. fact that
0: you're in a, like a, um, I'm just going to keep calling a therapist. Mm. Um, the fact that you're in a therapist's office is like, okay, well, you're in some sort of cityscape where there's therapists around. You but know, the, you're, you're not in a farm. I guess you're not the, in a fair good country. Only thing, so. the, the only
1: uh, it would be interesting to, if, if, you're not like we're ever going to meet the safety brothers, but.
0: I was going to see them uh, tomorrow for coffee. Yeah.
1: It'd be interesting <laughs> to ask why they started with a city establishing shot, because the movie is a very intimate film. Yeah. About even a the cinematography between... is so
0: tight to open with. Yeah. You see half of Patterson's face, half the bloody first half of the movie with the way it's cropped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shot. So you're right, it's very intimate in that
1: way. And so it's interesting that they opted for such a a, a bit of a nothing shot. I mean you don't get anything from it. It's yeah. a it's a we're in a city shot. And and yeah, it it just doesn't have that same sort of but I,
0: I like. I think I, we we can forgive it if it has a great opening scene. We can forgive a pointless opening shot.
1: Yeah, and I think I think the opening scene is what people see in this. film. It's funny when we were talking the other day about Inglorious Bastards yeah. opening scene and how I actually do agree. I think that scene's great, but I think the the film actually really does suffer throughout right. its duration, especially in the. The third act um, does it also
0: like keep its tone consistent, it doesn't consistent. it doesn't yeah. it, it
1: becomes it becomes like and there's another scene in inglorious bastards in the bar which mm. is which is equally as strong and tense and great, but they don't keep that tone consistently and I think this film does suffer a little bit with that, I think you're okay. right, I think um I think it doesn't it kind of becomes more a wacky adventure with some especially the stuff in the theme park um, yeah like
0: what. Yeah, why?
1: Yeah. You know, like, at the end of the day, I don't know. That sort of stuff in the theme park, it becomes... It does take away. Because all uh, the only thing I think we're seeing is we're seeing how much Robert Pattinson's character of Connie is not good for Nick. Like, yeah. we're basically seeing... that He's basically a loser.
0: Well, I mean, it literally starts off with him tr- basically tricking his, you know, mentally handicapped brother into robbing a bank with him. Yeah. Why was it 65k? Did they... S- no, they never. They never... Basically, probably... It doesn't matter. I suppose, it's probably but... enough
1: to justify them going into the vault and then putting the, the right ink, and that's, the ink That's the... why
0: they like had a whole thing. But there. that's how that like, was actually quite a clever robbery, though. I liked it, it up quiet. until,
1: and obviously it's totally like this is totally intentional, in the sense that it's like that's how stupid Connie is as a as a character. he, yeah. he he's actually. But you know, he like because he let the bank, t- he let the teller go out of his sight, sort of thing. And it's I like, was
0: gonna say, it's like
1: you knew She's gonna press a button now. <laughs> sure, she didn't even need to press a button. She was <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm just gonna go. destroy the money. And then she was just following. She's probably following a. It protocol. didn't
0: work as well as um, in terms of because I thought that was a bit like crap. Now they're covered in all this like mm-hmm. pink stuff. That's how they're gonna get caught. I was like, look. Not disappointed. I mean, like it was. I mean, there it was, was a it there was, was actually... a streak
1: on Nick's jumper, yeah, yeah. and that's why the cops saw. Like, yeah, they that's were fast, yeah. they saw the streak, and and
0: then it was it was um, what's his name? Like bolting. Yes, that really caught them on. Like, oh, it's you. I think. I mean, it was probably more clever that they did extend it past mm-hmm. that. I was like, oh no, they're covered in you know, pixie dust, and that's how they get. Like, I was kind of like, oh, that would be cool. If that's that's how they got them. The- but um, the fact I, that they took it further was a better choice, I, I think. I think
1: the first act in this film is its strongest. Absolutely. The first 30 minutes. I think so, yeah. The first 30, 30 or 35 minutes, they're really good. They're yeah. really clever. But I do think that, especially the middle act, the second act, it, it just, it, it it doesn't dip, it plateaus. It, it kind of just... It loses, yeah. it it's loses exactly. what it's trying to tell you. I I can agree with I you. I
0: mean, the, the, it, it I think it ultimately does say what it needs to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I liked the ending as well. The, the way the credits roll yes. over the, the the game that they were playing. Um, it's a private life ending. <laughs> it is too. It yeah. is too. There you go.
1: Although I think Private uh, Life was a little better than this film, but okay. <laughs> oh, Private Life was way better than this film. Yes, but,
0: but uh, not sooner This is a good film. This is um, not a bad. Yeah, I think I think, I think it's because the the, the the trick here is that even though I think there's issues with them, like you know, like we're saying, they've kind of reared off course. Mm-hmm. Um, it was intentional and that's what makes it tricky to kind of yeah talk about i think it's cuz it's very intentional
1: i think the last 15 minutes and the first 30 minutes are very good and okay. they almost well they don't save but they definitely smooth out the 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 kind of part of the movie where you're a little bit more tuned out like yeah i don't know the stuff where he's like at that woman's house and meets the little girl and i was actually a- quite
0: into a lot of, that. I think it was when it was, uh, I think after the theme park, everything after mm. the theme park I was like eh, just okay. Because like, because I'm watching Netflix, I can see how long's left on it. Because like, I got mm-hmm. other stuff to do. Not that I'm like not paying attention, but I'm just, I'm just aware of how, how long we got left. And it gets to the point where there's only like 15 minutes left, and you're like, okay, they're clearly not gonna like wrap everything up cleanly at this point. Um, so I kind of knew it was like, okay, it's just gonna kind of end at the lower point, and they're just does. gonna keep going low and low and low, and it just ends. Yeah. Which is yeah exactly what happens, and like it's it all makes sense, mm. you know, in the terms of you know he gets caught because he's at his own house, and then gets ID'd again, and that's when we caught. Like yeah. it all, that all makes sense. I think in terms of my interest level, I actually liked a lot of that stuff with the girl okay. that went in that house. Um, I thought it was quite interesting, and then you find out he kidnapped the wrong person. Mm. Um, I don't know. I really, I was really into it. even when. It was quite clever they're watching the news or they're flicking through channels because he's now building this relationship with this, like, 16-year-old girl and they're on the couch hanging out. Um, she's a little bit stupid, I think. She probably should have been a bit more like, who are you, sort of thing. She kind of just like, oh, okay, you know. Pretty chill with it. Yeah, maybe just a little bit more chill. I forgot what the relationship was. They They had some sort of the 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 grandmother character though because mm. he was led in, in the first place I can't remember what their relationship was there was something there, um
1: she yeah. recognized
0: him somehow I can't remember how yeah but um that was all interesting and then to from when they're watching the news he distracts her by like they start making out as a way to distract her from noticing tears. I was like that's quite clever because now he's leaving this path of destruction where he's like he's gonna hurt this girl's feelings uh they just lost their car now. Their cars yeah. got abandoned, you know. Now she got arrested at the amusement park. Like, he leaves this trail of destruction behind, which I really like that.
1: Well, it's just to prove how much of a, like, a, he's not he's, meant, he's, not best for Nick. And yeah, that's exactly. As the audience, as the the fly on the wall, kind of get to see that as it, you know, comes out. Yeah. Well, that's all I have to say for this film. That's all you have to say? Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Um, I do, I do have quite a few no, uh, notes. Any, a so what, of what's your highlight scene
1: as we um, run through here?
0: I've got a couple. Of, I mean, we talked about the opening scene. That's great. Um, there's actually two scenes. I don't know if I would call them highlights, but I will mention them in this mm. part of the discussion because it's quite relevant. And it's it's more of a technical thing. That was. I mean, not, not technically like too impressive, but there's mm. some. Uh, my mind went. I'll just stop being vague. <laughs> so there's two scenes in particular in this film. You probably know what I'm talking about. Where, um, in terms of things are getting tense through yelling. That there's multiple yes. characters yelling at each other and they're kind of yelling over each other or they're getting in the way. The first one is when he goes to pay off the bond with that girl. I'm assuming it's some sort of girlfriend relationship thing Yeah, it was like a late, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a vague description there, which I like. You keep it vague, keep it interesting, ask questions. Um, he drags her along to pay the bond, but she has to pay using her mum's credit card. And there's this whole combination of he gets the, the bond guy to you know, call the station or whatever and then he finds out that he's been hospitalized or whatever. And so they're kind of like, What's going on? I'm like, no, you have to call him. No, it's late. You're gonna call well, him the, uh... and then at the exact same time the mum's on the phone no, sorry, the girl's on the phone with her mum. You canceled the car, what the hell you need to let me do this and then the girl who's actually trying to do the card on a dealer F machine is like, I can't make sense. So everyone's like yelling over each other. And it's like this is great tension and this is great mixing. Yeah. It's got a dialogue mixing. I really love it. And then they and do Even this the, the s-
1: underscore under that, too. Yeah, exactly. It was, like a, it was like, like a real like tense build.
0: That was all like, I was the scene. I was like, this is dope, you mm. know? And it feels great. Like, all the tension, everyone's yelling, like, no, no, no. But wait, it's you, not you incoherent up, you either.
1: Like, you know what's going on in the scene.
0: Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense because they've established everything mm-hmm. up to that point. We've seen, you know, his brother being, you know, beaten up. So mm. we know where that phone call's going to go. We know he's going to find out. Mm. We know. As soon as, you know, it clicks for her, oh, my mum cancelled the card, we know why. We already know what's happening. So all the yelling, we know what's happening in each story. We don't necessarily have to, like, no, we need to focus on this conversation. It's like, no, let it go crazy. It's
1: the, it's the more subtle chaos Yeah. this film. Kind chaos of the is the
0: exact word I wrote for that little mm. scene there. And they do the same effect again when it's um, Connie in his room with the dog. And yeah. then you got the other two on the other side in the door, and the dogs bark and they yelling at each other through the door and stuff. It's a similar technique. I don't think it's as impressive as the first time they do it, but it's the same. It that that was like really cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed cool. that. Let's see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. I mean, I did like I said, I had a good time watching it, <laughs> but um, I think I think those are the reasons why you know your initial question to me why I didn't really go all the way up there. Yeah. Why don't they hit gem status? I mean, it's because. got
1: like 93% on Rotten Tomatoes or that's something. That's insane. So, it's pretty highly acclaimed uh, yeah. indie film. But...
0: I think I actually covered everything.
1: No, nah, that's fair. We can catch good time cool. on Netflix right now. Is
0: it a Netflix original? Or well, no? I think it had a festival run.
1: I think it had a festival run. Back. I don't think it's a Netflix original. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't have surprised me. It doesn't even have the Netflix logo oh, thing that's beforehand. True. Okay, yeah, that's definitely... Um, but yeah. yeah, you
0: can find it on Netflix, probably on DVD and stuff then. Well,
1: he's also on DVD. Surely. So check it out. It's cool. a, it's a... I would
0: recommend it. It's it's a
1: half-decent time. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a half-decent... Well, that's the thing. Like, those issues are only half-issues. Yeah. Because again, I know that it was an intentional decision to do that. Me, personally, I would have liked them to hammer down a little bit more in that relationship. But you still get a lot of that in that first act, so...
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You
0: know, um. great yeah. stuff. Well, check it out. So, oh, yeah. new in
1: cinemas this week... Jakey boy.
0: Um, there's we- one I know you're very, very okay. excited so about. So we've
1: got The Lego Movie 2.
0: I... <laughs> this is going to be the thumbs up, Ryan. He's very excited. Yeah. I didn't... I can't. I think it'll be fun. I didn't care for the first one. Whoa! I, I have to back saw... away from the mic
1: because I'm going to start <laughs> screaming at I you. I only saw it last year and I just... You're I was like, what's, actually, the, big, what's the big fuss? Actually, silly. You're silly. <laughs> You're so you would use a different heartless. Word if the mics are off. <laughs> You're so heartless. That movie heartless. possibly was the biggest Oscar snub of 2014 for best animation. What one? Uh, I've seen the film. It's something like Whispers of the Sea or something like that. Okay, well, not Pixar. No. Not surprising. No, 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 no. And it never even got nominated. And that's a joke, in my opinion. And I think this film was really funny, and it was great. I think I saw it twice in cinemas. Um. Yeah. Wow. It's just fun. It's just fun, and the performances are so good by everyone. Liam Neeson, especially. Oh. oh I
0: forget he's in that film. That's right. Yeah. As
1: good cop, bad cop. Yeah.
0: That was, Even Will Ferrell. Fun. That's was fun. very
1: funny in it, and then he like. And he appears in real life. Yeah, I love it. Oh. I I just like that movie. The Destroyer. No, not a lot I've heard about that, and Fighting with My Family. Which is what the is new that? Stephen Merchant film about uh, Oh, okay. a Stephen Merchant film um about a woman WWE wrestler so he's and directed her- this. Yeah.
0: Wow, okay. It's got Nick
1: Frost in it. I
0: love that dude. Dwayne the Rock oh, Johnson nice. is Dwayne the Rock nice. Johnson.
1: Um like he's actually playing Ooh, himself. Didn't and it's directed? about a Ooh. female wrestler and on her climb to the WWE. Very nice. And it's kind of about like Did he he played Wheatley in Portal from memory? Probably. I don't know. Because I know he's in. Logan. He's directing he's this, great. In and Logan. this. That film has Vince Vaughn, Dwayne yeah. Rock Johnson, and yeah, Nick Frost. So that's gonna be pretty cool. That sounds cool. And it's about like a wrestling that. family, so yeah. like, and how their family dynamic works. Because that, like, their family in real life was like a like a really like they were all okay. wrestlers. So it was pretty. I look. It looks. That sounds cool. It looks like a fun time. I'm looking it's forward to watching director. it. Wow, cool. Yeah. So has he,
0: what? What else has he directed? Anything else? I have
1: no clue. I've not bothered to. I only
0: know him as an actor. Wow.
1: Yeah. So it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how. he... I think he's in it for a, he's got a cameo. In yeah. It, no, know, that but, makes um, sense. Yeah. Um, and it looks, it looks, pretty good. It got a pretty good rap at Sundance. It it cool. just it did its run at Sundance. Like it wasn't like prof- profound or anything, but it's different. Yeah. You know, like it's weird seeing a WWE movie. You know what I mean? Like a movie that's about. Right. Like you know, you see your typical sports. I movies. feel like the
0: vibe would be like different though from what you kind of expect.
1: Yeah, it, tonally, it would be inter- I'll show you the trailer after. Okay. But yeah. um, it definitely feels like tonally they're going more for like a a cool runnings sort yeah, of yeah. approach, with like a bit more, a bit softer. Not like the wrestler with Mickey Rourke, gotcha, which came gotcha. out like a decade ago, which was just like. Brutal to watch. Yeah. Which, this one feels very, like, light. A bit lighter. Okay. A bit a bit lighter. Like, it's got... I mean, it's got Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing The Rock. I mean, like, he's literally playing himself. Yeah. So, Um, I'm looking forward to that. So, we're moving into next week, which is our second Director's Corner. Mm. And Jake hasn't told me what it is. Right. So, so I
0: get to choose uh, next week. So, I picked the film... And it is definitely this person's directorial debut. We
1: fact-checked it. That's right, Jesse. We <laughs> fact-checked We've... it 50 times. We did that, Jesse. We um, fact-checked it.
0: But no, it is actually, and I know this for a fact because it's also his only film he's ever directed.
1: Oh, my uh, He's done
0: some shorts, as it turns out, I only found that out today. But this is his first and only feature he's ever directed. Wowzers. Um, speaking of people who you know them for their acting, you didn't realise they also directed. Next week on the show, we are watching Dom John.
1: There's only a few things I really care about in life my body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, and my porn.
0: I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? That's Joseph Gordon Levitt, right? That's him, Joseph Gordon Levitt, writing and directing for the first time and only time thus far. I love Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. She's got a nice smile. <laughs> 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 he's just, he's just got a great smile. He's he amazing. a
1: happy smile. But
0: don't you just think of Joseph Lever as, like, the best part of, like, 20 films as an actor?
1: Yeah, I could say Inception, then, Five Men as a Summer. Um, you know. I well, like him in Dark, Dark sense, Knight Rises.
0: Actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah? I think he's good, good. As good as he can be in that movie. I think uh, he has he has a tough time. I mean, he's competing against some, like, real heavyweights in Dark Knight Rises, yeah. to be honest, so...
0: I mean, those, even those bad movies are star-filled, man. Yeah. Crazy. Don John is a 2013 romantic comedy-drama written and directed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. This is his uh, feature directorial debut and, to this day, is still his only one. The film follows a New Jersey guy who is also played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, dedicated to his family, friends, and church, who develops unrealistic expectations from watching porn. Things change when he comes across Scarlett Johansson's Barbara and Don John tries to readjust... Uh, uh, tries to adjust to committing to a more serious relationship. So.
1: I heard about, I remember seeing the trailers in the theatre when this movie came out. Okay. I love this choice, Jake. This is a complete and utter tonal differentiation. I wanted to do
0: this for a long time. It's like, I hope, I'm sure you haven't seen it. I
1: haven't. Good, perfect. I haven't.
0: I have seen this film uh, more than once in the past, but this is the first time I'll sit back and watch it with like a critical eye, mm-hmm. really analyse it, because this is a film I think, I don't know, I think you're going
1: to like it. Well, I feel like I, I feel think like you the director rub. corner, the person who picks it is the only one that can really back it. If, if anyone has to see it, it should be the person who nominates the director yeah. in film. That's um, why
0: I didn't mind that I've already seen this film. Yeah. Well, let's throw it in there. Because I, Cause really I definitely, be definitely haven't seen
1: it. So this will be a cool. blind spotting for me. Um, I'm looking forward to that, Jake. Awesome. I'm glad. Um, um, the film also com- stars Julianne Moore, Tony Danza,
0: Glenn uh, Headley, and Brie Larson. I did not realise that. Well, Brie
1: I, Larson's in this film somewhere. <laughs> I'm hoping to watch Boogie Nights too, so it'll be a, a interesting week of interesting porn, week. porn related <laughs> films, <laughs> which will be a little weird. But uh, um, I don't like like I think it's cool. It's a good shift from Christopher Nolan, who's now like this obviously a penultimate sort of director. It's, yeah. it's cool to go to an actor director. That's a cool shift. Um, I mean,
0: you, your instinct will be this is yeah exactly. He's should be a good actor's director. Yeah. So we should get a lot of performance stuff in this film. And I won't say anything. I'm going to talk as if I haven't seen it right now. So I won't say, you know, how I already feel about this film mm-hmm. or anything. But like, that's exactly, that's kind of where you would go from that. And um, again, the main reason I picked this film, it is the only film he's done. And this was six years ago now. So, so... you're
1: thinking he'll be dawning? A... <sighs> I don't see it. Mm, interesting. Well, we'll catch that one on next week. I was Zeke Morgan Hine. I was,
0: at some point,
1: Jake Diagrello. And we'll catch you next week.